Hey guys, Bethany here again. Um, I hope you guys are hanging in there. Uh, it's been an interesting week for sure. Things seem to always be changing day to day. And so I hope you guys are staying home, staying safe, and just really using this time as best you can, digging into God's word, drawing closer to him, um, letting him just minister to your heart where you may be struggling. We are still struggling to get back to where we can record. We don't really like recording from separate places. We found Kristen and I don't do too well with that. So we're trying to find a time when we can actually be in the same room in the same place. And I'm hoping in the next week or two, we can get that worked out and get back to getting you guys new content. But until that is able to happen, we are re-releasing another episode today. This one is how to know if he is a keeper. Uh, this is from season two, I believe. So we're going to be talking about ways that you can determine whether or not the guy you're dating is a keeper or not. Quick reminder, we will be on Instagram on Friday doing another Couchcast Live, and we'll keep doing that until we're able to get back in the studio and get you guys some new content. So tune in there, check over on Instagram for a time that will be coming out in the next couple of days. LFTM underscore podcast is the Instagram handle. But until then, enjoy this episode. Hey y'all, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. A Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well. So thanks for joining us for another episode. Welcome back. I am. This is the most awkward part of the it, whole show it every really time. It really is. It really is. And yet we never prep anything to say there. No, we don't. We need like a better... I think the question of the day is supposed to be that, but it's just this We don't very, do it we very don't, good. We don't... No. We don't talk good, y'all. We don't talk good. We're just as awkward as you are. We're from the South, <laughs> and it's just kind of part of the deal. Some of us more than others. Okay. I do a very... I resist. I am very intentional about trying not to sound too Southern Super on Southern. Here. Yeah, I do too. Okay, but, anyway. Yes. So the question of the day. The question of the day is mine. Okay. This question could be taken very deep, but I don't... I want you to think higher level when I ask this. Okay. okay? What's one of your biggest regrets... Not like, oh, deep, dark, regret, yeah. but just like something maybe you wish you had tried or you wish you had done that you didn't when you had the chance. Oh, brother. I have no idea. Who stumped who now? Yeah. I don't live with many regrets. It's great. Um. Or even. Okay. 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 Here's okay. what. We want to keep it super light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I had kept playing the piano from when I was younger. It's a great My answer. mom told me when I was younger, she, when I didn't want to anymore, I didn't want to practice, I didn't want to keep taking lessons. She's like, Bethany, you are going to grow up and wish that you had stuck with this. And I was like, no, I'm not. And, you know, 10-year-old <laughs> me who knew everything. Oh, obviously. Obviously knew that I wasn't going to wish that I had stuck with it. Well, mom was right. <laughs> I do. I wish I <laughs> could play the piano better. Uh, so, yeah, that's probably mine. Great answer. That's exactly what I was going okay, for. Okay, good. Nothing too, like... Yeah darker deep or anything <laughs> like just we don't totally wanna... like depress everyone before yeah, we talk we don't want to go there <laughs> oh gosh mine would be i wish i had tried to play basketball in college mm, i thought about that before i said mm -hmm. that i was like i don't i don't really regret that though, yeah is the thing now seeing how my life's turned out because i didn't i'm totally fine with it but that's one thing i think about a lot yeah especially seeing if i had played at a smaller school where it wouldn't have just dominated my life but it still would have been a chance to play yeah and i think i would have really enjoyed it and loved it and so i kind of wish i had at least tried to yeah and never did but 
I'm very grateful though. Yeah, and my I life has turned out. Otherwise. I look back and I'm like, oh man, I wish I had done that or that would have been cool or whatever. I'm like, but you know, my life is what it was supposed to be. Like, I'm okay with yeah. it. I don't have anything that I'm just racked with regret no. over at all. And I think that's the beauty. Not to get super spiritual on y'all <laughs> now real quick, take it deep. but I'll just preach real quick. Um, <laughs> but a wonderful thing about having a relationship with Jesus and like yeah. acknowledging the power and the sovereignty of God is knowing that you don't have to really. I mean, there are going to be things you wish either you didn't do or things you maybe wish you did. From our perspective. From our perspective. Yeah. But you have no idea the perspective God has and how he's working all of the intricacies of your story and of your life well, into yeah. the plan and the purpose that he has for you. Just think about this. We were just talking. We're coming up on a year in the next like week or two. Not since we launched, but since we first started really moving in the direction of starting a podcast. And we literally were just talking the other day. If you had told me what our lives would look like. It's not any big, huge thing. That we're not like we're making millions of dollars and we're rich and famous, but the drastic differences in so many places in our lives because we did this one thing. Yeah. Just the way that we've been you impacted. Yeah. And just how things have changed since we started it. Yeah. Because there's been a lot. There's been quite a bit. <laughs> so quite you a never bit. know. You just don't. You, you're faithful and you're obedient and you do the next right thing. And God will work it out. We did take that deep. Yeah, man. Okay. Anyway, so today we are talking about how do you know if he's a keeper? I love this topic. I'm so excited about this one. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to this. Yes. So I told Bethany when I saw the title for this episode, I'm like, okay, I'm going to find something really cute on Pinterest to open up with before we get all, you know, sappy and serious. I want to be kind of (laughs) sappy and funny. There we go. At the beginning, which is... So we're always sappy. That's what I'm hearing here. At least I am. We know this. If you've listened before, you know I'm a sappy one of the duo here. Oh, what am I? You are the realist. Okay, good. I like being that. Cool. Okay. Okay, so I found this little cute picture quote on Pinterest. And this, I think, describes me very well. I think both of us. I think both of us. Some some more me than you. <laughs> yes, but I was going to say some of them more one of us than the other in this little list here. Yes. So it said, <laughs> I need someone who is prepared for a million questions, uncontrollable laughter, my family, my appetite, musical outbursts, random dancing, my friends, sad and happy tears, deep talks, my imagination, my dreams, walks in the rain, random texts, useless arguments, and acceptance of the real me. I'm like, that's all we want, guys. No, that's it. I mean, if you, like, why is it so hard? 15 boxes. I mean, it's really not <laughs> you that You don't have hard. to check that many. Exactly. No, five more than the Ten Commandments. We're really not asking for a lot here. Okay. <laughs> Too far. Too far. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I just thought it was cute because I'm like, that's totally me. And if yeah. you do all those things, then you're a keeper. Perfect. There we go. And okay, we're done. guys, thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Bye. No. no. Okay. We do have a for real list of 10. We do no. have a real list of 10. Okay. So the first one, how do you know if he's a keeper? And the first thing I thought of is, well, if you can't get rid of him. <laughs> you have no choice and but to keep I, no, him. And I'm, you know, kind of obviously joking. But there's an irony there. And I think a guy is a keeper if he stays. Hmm. Like, it kind of seems counterintuitive, but the guy who will stick around. And not in, like, an annoying, creepy way <laughs> no. where he stalks you, but just, like, the kind of guy who doesn't cut and run at the first sign of trouble. Yeah. He sees you at your worst and sticks around. He doesn't want to change you unless, I mean, we always have that caveat of, unless it's a character issue. Unless he's, you know, pointing you to Christ and holding you accountable for something that's an area of struggle in your life. And we say that all the time, but I'm going to keep saying it because we want to make that distinction. It's not that he just has to accept you 100% for who you are and love everything about you. 
he should be like when you're dating someone seriously and then obviously for sure when you're married he will be a great source of sanctification in your life and the lord knows you need that and so the guy who stays around and sticks around and stays is a keeper in my mind i totally agree the second one i think we should talk about is this is the hopeless romantic in all of us i'm there too as much as i hate to say i'm not but if he remembers the little things i am a goner yes he listens he's thoughtful he's attentive you've brought this up several times where if you're having a conversation with a guy about something and he's like oh yeah i remember you said blah 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 blah," and not just say like oh yeah i remember that but actually interact with what you say yes and regurgitates information that you have already given him remembering like my family's names after i've talked about them just things like that where you're like okay you're really paying attention i matter is what that says i matter and i'm important to you and i am worth listening to no matter how random and trivial and rambling I get. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that go- that goes a really long way I to totally me. agree. Like, yeah, there's that hope. And anyone can say they're a realist, which I am. But you've got that romantic side. Everybody does. And that one gets me every time. I love when we find those little things that, like, get to you. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, we got her. <laughs> I'm not this cold, stone, heartless person. I promise. I'm just a little... More Cynical. skeptical. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Com- we're, we're balancing out. Yes. Okay. So the um the next one, he's attracted to more than just your appearance. You don't have to be done up for him 24-7. If you want to go to the grocery store with no makeup on, there's absolutely nothing to be embarrassed about. That is okay. I agree. However, I will say that I struggle with this one. Well, I never lot. leave the house without mascara. Yeah. Except for today somehow. <laughs> except for so today. So I know how that goes. But yeah, <laughs> I really, really struggle with this one because I am always... Way more concerned, I think, than I need to be with how I look and how I'm put together and how I appear to a guy because all you ever hear is guys are visual and guys, you know, like hot Barbie doll girls, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, then I've got to, if I want to be attractive, then, but it's so refreshing when there's more to a guy's attraction. The mature ones will see past that there's, yeah, he'll love your heart, your personality, your character, your sense of humor, all of these intangible things about you. And when you know that the attraction goes beyond that, that's the kind of attraction that's long term. Totally. The surface attraction will not span a lifetime. No, because it you happen. won't look like this forever. And neither will he. No. So it's got to be, yeah, a deeper attraction on both sides, I think. But yeah, when he makes it known that he is attracted to more than just your appearance, I'm like, yep, checking that box. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I have to tell myself is when a guy tells me something like that, I have to say, you know, Kristen, you need to believe him. Mm. That's a really good point. Because it's so easy for you to be like, oh, you're just saying that. You have to say that. You're just trying to flirt with me. (laughs) No. Like, if he is the mature, godly man that you have found him to be, if you're dating him, and he's saying those things, like, you've got to take him at his word and you've got to believe him. And Mm -hmm. you can't just automatically get skeptical or get suspicious or even just reject the compliment because that, how does that feel? I do not take compliments well. Yeah. And I don't, I don't believe them. Yeah. A lot of times. And that's something that I need to work on. That's a, yeah, that's, we can talk a whole lot more about that in another episode somewhere. But yeah. (laughs) But that would be my biggest thing is just believe him when he tells you this. And when you found a guy who is attracted to more than just the way you look, I think you found a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. I think another one that's huge, and I found this, the older I get, the more this one is a big deal, is he's not afraid to talk about the future. Mm. 
Yep. You know, someone who's mature enough to look down the road and most likely already has if he's like mature enough to do that. Like that is huge to me. I don't want to have to, you know, spend two months getting into a relationship and trying to be like, so do you ever want to get married? <laughs> like not even just to me, like at all. Like where do you stand on this whole marriage thing? Like you shouldn't you shouldn't have to do that. If he's a keeper. He has thought about those things and is not afraid to talk about them and will take that step, be bold enough and brave enough to tell you what he's thinking, to take the risk of you not being there in that same place as he is. He will still do that. Well, and I think that just shows that he's a good communicator in general, whether Mm -hmm. he's talking about the future or not. He's showing you that your relationship is important enough to devote that time to and to talk about those things and to be open and vulnerable. Yeah. And... I think it's super attractive when a guy is willing to talk about yeah. those things and then he's willing to take that step of faith or lead out in that. Yeah. And have those conversations. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it goes right into the next one we put down is he's willing to be vulnerable. He's willing to tell you what he's really thinking. He's willing to put his heart out there, so to speak. And that there are appropriate times for that. <laughs> We're not meaning first date he better be telling you when he's planning to propose that's not what we're talking about and i think you know that by now but remember on this one a lot of the others are just dependent on him with this one there's a certain element of it that is dependent in large part on you and the environment that you help create in your relationship for him to be okay to feel okay being vulnerable do you create an environment that he wants to tell you those things yeah i think it's important to ask yourself that question you know or questions like Am I coming across as judgmental or dismissive or does he feel like his struggles and his disappointments are safe with me? Yeah, that you're not going to just go blab that to everyone. Now, we, specifically the two of us and our girlfriends, we can be oversharers within our own lives. Things about, we tell each other pretty much everything that's going on with us, but I think we all know there is a line there that when it comes to a relationship... And we ca- we're pretty good about saying, okay, hey, if this is too much, am I mad? Like, you tell me. But there's a line there of things that don't go any further than the two of you in that relationship. I 100% And so agree. he needs to know that he can tell you something that you're not going to just go run and tell all of your friends about. Yeah, you've got And then, you know, under the name of girl talk. We dismiss a lot of things, I think, as a rule as, oh, we were just, it was just girl talk. It's fine. And that's not okay. Like, those things can still be hurtful and those are not. That doesn't give you license to just say whatever you want. No, I could not agree more. And I think my parents modeled this super well because there were several things growing up. Not that my parents weren't open with us as their kids because they were, but there were things that were just for my mom and my dad to talk about. And I appreciate that more now. Now as a kid being nosy, it drove me <laughs> crazy. But now I'm like, I love that because they respected each other and the intimacy of their relationship to be like, you know what? This is only for us. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to tell anybody Anyone. else this. Yeah. You know, this is, and you have each other to talk through those things. So it's not like you're just holding all of this in that you can't, like you have him to talk to exactly. about these things. But I think it's very, very important going back to the original point that you're, you foster that vulnerability from him by creating that safe environment for yeah. him to tell you and for you being vulnerable in return. Sure. Vulnerability creates vulnerability. Sure. Well, and I think this one, probably more than most of the others, is harder for a lot of guys. Not all, but most. It doesn't come the most natural. So I think be respectful of that and just understanding of that. 
it's not as natural for him to tell you every little thing that bothers him or that he's thinking because he wants to fix it. And again, I'm not talking about every guy in the world. I'm just saying as a general rule, that's kind of how it goes. So just know that. Yeah. What are we on number six now? Yes. So this next one is, you know, he's a keeper if he celebrates you. Mm. And this is something that has become super important to me after the last couple of relationships I was in. I want to be with a guy who doesn't become insecure when I have success or when something good Mm. happens for me. I Mm -hmm. want somebody who's going to be proud of me and excited for me and cheering for me. I want somebody who wants to show me off and like that wants to everyone to know that I'm with him and that he's with me. Sounds like a country song right there. It does. (laughs) It totally does. And they're probably your 17 of them that have that line in it. But you want, I think it's a Dan Shea song, actually. Dan Shea. I was thinking of Blake Shelton. So there's plenty. All right. Yep. (laughs) But you want somebody who is proud of you and somebody who is confident enough in themselves and in their own lives that they are secure enough to cheer you on and what's going on in your life. Well, and like we've talked about so much before, too, he's confident in himself and who he is because he's really confident in Christ. Your six, it's not a comparison between the two of you. His, your success is not contingent on his success in anything. Wait, I said that backwards. His success is not contingent on you succeeding or failing at all. He is steady and knows who he is in Christ. And instead of it being this back and forth of you competing with each other, it's this side by side, you're both running towards Christ and you're thrilled that the other is making leaps and bounds to get closer to that goal. That's what a, if you find that guy, keep him. Seriously. <laughs> you hold on to him. Yes. And you do not let go. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> okay. So the next one is that he holds you accountable to scripture, to your goals. If you can find a guy who can kindly and in love say, hey, I think you're off base on this. That's huge. That's a big one for me. I need someone who will call me out and be like, you are not thinking about that right. Or what you just said to that person was really rude. I need someone to tell me that. Not be worried about hurt, hurting my feelings. Now, don't be a jerk about it. Right. But what I, like, who can kindly do that and who's willing to step out and do that? That one is huge for me. And then too, like you were saying, someone who knows your goals, knows what you want and will say, hey, you sure you want to sit there and watch TV for two hours or do you want to work on whatever the thing is, you know? But again, kindly, patiently, who will hold you accountable. Well, and it just shows they care about yeah. you and that they're wanting good things for you and they're wanting to push you. Sure. It's like that team mentality mm-hmm. again. Like you're in this together and your success individually is only a good for both of you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like your individual successes only speak well of your success as a couple, I think. Well, and I truly believe that if you are in a strong, godly, healthy relationship that you should only be getting better as a person. Like that. 100%. That the guy you're with and the relationship you're in should play a big part in your sanctification and your growth. Totally. As a follower of Christ. We were never meant to be alone. No. We were created for community. I mean, you see that in the Trinity. God is community. That He's not, like three persons in one. We were not meant to be alone because in Genesis, it says man was created in our image. There's community built in right there. And what closer community do you have than a boyfriend who becomes a husband? Like that is huge. That accountability, because you know that that person wants that success. They want that best for you that is pursuing Christ and will do what they need to do to help you get there. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think another thing that you can think about 
when you're trying to decide if he's a keeper or not is that if he gets along with the people who are important to you. It doesn't have to be just family. No, it doesn't. If you're not close to your family or, you know, whatever circumstances there may be, the people who are important to you, church, family, friends, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think you see this in the way that he makes a point to get to know these people. He gets along with them. He wants to build relationships with them. That is huge for me. I know both of us are super close with our family. If a guy is willing to take that step, I mean, I am just swooning the entire (laughs) time. Especially if it's independent of me. Yes, exactly. Like I'm not having dad hold his hand or my brother or whatever. If he reaches out and says, hey, let's go, you know, get dinner. Let's grab breakfast. Let's whatever. Like. Me not being there, that says, wow, this is important to you. It's not, I'm just going with you to this family thing because you're going and you want me to go. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Just go. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying sure. no. only don't ever take him to family things. I just mean, if he's making that effort outside of you to do that, I think that's just a lot of maturity on his part. I completely agree. Okay. And then, wait, I lost my place. Where are we? Okay. Thank you. So <laughs> our next one, this one. There's not a whole lot to say about it. Does he make you laugh? Uh, nobody Aww. wants to go through life never laughing. And he doesn't have to be a stand-up comedian. But do I think he's funny? And Which does he... doesn't take much because I laugh at just about everything. <laughs> but <laughs> does he make you laugh? You want to be friends and you want to have that camaraderie and you want to laugh with each other. If he doesn't make you laugh, well, it will work. I'm sure. I'm sure there's people who don't laugh together and they're very happy, but I don't know many of them. Actually, I don't, I don't know any of them. No, I don't know. I'm sure they're out there somewhere, but no. well, does you, it make you laugh? Yeah. And I mean, do you just smile a lot because of him? That's a good one, too. You know, your disposition and the way you carry yourself will change when you're really. Yeah, it will. It, you know, when you really, really like somebody. It's just it, how it works. It's just how it works. And yes, that's cheesy. And I'm yes, totally sappy. It's totally sappy, but it's totally true. It is. And don't tell me it's not. I won't. I won't. I won't even tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So last one, number 10. And this one is going to be like, well, duh, Kristen. But if he points you to Jesus. Yep. And, and I think we've woven this one yeah. into so many of the others, but yeah. But this is so important, not just by what he says either, by but also by example. Sure. This is the top thing on my list that I have written out mm-hmm. is that he has an obvious relationship with Jesus to the point where I can tell he loves the Lord without me, him yeah. having to actually say it. Mm-hmm. And well, and that's what I've got on my list, like the specific, like kind of the same thing. The specific wording though is he wants God's best for me. Mm, I love that. He wants what God wants for me. And yeah, does he help you in that is a huge thing to me. Do you want to follow Christ more closely because of the joy, grace, and love that you see in this guy you're dating? Or don't you? Because in life, you are always either getting closer to God or moving further away from him. There is no standing still. There is no middle ground. So if this guy is not pulling you closer to Christ or pointing you closer to the Lord and his word and following that, he is pulling you away. There's not a middle ground there. And no one will do that perfectly. I'm not saying at the first sight of anything like, well, he didn't he didn't quote a Bible verse when I said, da 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 da. I'm done. That is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm saying as a character pattern in his life is he pointing you to Christ most often because of the way that he's living his own life. Yeah. And if he's doing that, he's a keeper. He's a keeper. For sure. And this is not just this point, but this whole list I know is a great resource for me, yeah. for you, and hopefully for all of you that 
if you have a guy in mind, which I'm sure when you started this episode, you probably did. Or if you don't now, at one point, you might. Yep. And you can kind of go through this and be like, okay, does he have these things? I'm not saying this is the your gospel list that you need to go by. Yeah, by it does any not have to be 10 out of 10. No, but if he has a lot of these things, I think you're headed in a good direction. Yep. And I think that there are a lot of good qualities about the guy if he is doing the things that we've talked about today. Yeah, and look for potential in these things too. Don't expect... 50-year-old levels out of a 25-year-old in these things. Don't expect someone to be vulnerable at a level that someone would once they've been with you for 20 years if you've been together two months. But do you see a pattern there? Do you see him wanting to be those things? And watch over time as you're dating to see if those patterns solidify. Yeah, so I would say, I'll leave you with this. If you see that a guy is either doing a lot of these things already or he's showing potential in these areas i'd say you've got a keeper there's a good chance there's a real good chance yep <laughs> okay i think that covers it for today y'all i think so too thanks for joining us for another episode we'll be back on friday with another couch cast but until then i'm Kristen and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle